The fact is, you know, this poor woman, Kate Cox, who was on the verge of a tremendous implication with her pregnancy and problem that she was having, could have died from it, certainly was put in this situation and had to leave Texas after being attacked by the attorney general, being attacked by Ted Cruz, being attacked by the Supreme Court of Texas. Republican men in this state have just wrought habit on women and their reproductive choices. We have to be able to go at a federal level and codify Roe v. Wade, possibly expand the Supreme Court, and certainly change the filibuster on the issues that are most important to us, like gun violence, like reproductive rights, like electoral laws, the things that the vast majority of Americans are in favor of. Texas State Senator and candidate for the Democratic nomination for the U.S. Senate, Roland Gutierrez from MSNBC last night. It's Friday, December 15th, 2023. And this is the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch. Rapid response on the breaking news stories Texas progressives need to know. I'm Chris Mosier. The whole country remains transfixed at the spectacle of draconian abortion laws in Texas coming to fruition for Texas women. Everybody's talking about it, once again, except our own highest representatives at the federal level, including one Senator Ted Cruz. Ellie Quinlan Hodling at the Republic nails it with her headline, Ted Cruz really, really does not want to talk about that Texas abortion case. He's avoiding answering questions about it by any means necessary. And again, his silence on the matter is a sign that the ruling might impact his chance of re-election next November, as is the case for all Republican incumbents, a bunch of whom have expressed additional worry over what's coming next from the U.S. Supreme Court, as they consider the national availability of the abortion drug Mifepristone. You'll recall that their decision to overturn Roe last summer was followed by major Republican losses the following November in districts where abortion was a key issue. Nikki McCann Ramirez at Rolling Stone also covers the inability of Republican politicians to justify laws that forced Kate Cox, a Texas mother of two, suffering a dangerous and doomed pregnancy to flee the state in order to secure the medical care she needed. McCann Ramirez reminds us that the GOP's hesitancy to endorse hardline policies and their results in Texas is already obvious amongst Republican lawmakers running in vulnerable 2024 districts who are concerned that public outrage over their party's national efforts to restrict abortions could destroy their chances for re-election. Portions of the business sector in Texas, which is not frequently on the front lines of social issues like abortion, have weighed in against the madness. Saul Elbean at The Hill writes that 51 businesses have signed on to an amicus brief filed by in-house counsel at the Austin-based dating site Bumble, who filed it yesterday in support of the 22 women suing the state over the abortion ban in the Zarowski case under consideration now at the Texas Supreme Court. Companies signing on include Match Group, the parent company of Match.com and Tinder, Advertising Giants Preacher and GSDNM, event organizers South by Southwest, and the United States Women's Chamber of Commerce, as well as dozens of Texas real estate, law firms, and restaurant groups. Central to their point is that ambiguities in Texas's abortion ban are making it harder for them to recruit new employees from out of state, adding that no sector of the Texas economy is immune to this chilling effect. Also at the Hill, opinion contributor Andrew Koppelman writes on Texas's war on pregnant women, pointing out that while the anti-abortion crowd has always claimed that America undervalues childbearing and child-rearing, Texas law regards expectant mothers suffering difficult pregnancies with punitive suspicion and recklessly endangers them by blocking their access to medical care, even in a case like that of Kate Cox, in which they're trying to protect their capacity to have more children in the future. 
Koppelman says that Texas is assuredly anti-abortion, but that doesn't mean it's pro-life. Texas-based political strategist Matthew Dowd relates his own experience in the matter and details how that experience changed his views from opposing abortion to considering it a matter the state should stay clear of altogether. That's an interesting perspective coming from the other side of the aisle and worth a read. See the link from MSNBC and Matthew Dowd in the show notes. From abortion over to the climate crisis, ABC 13's Liliana Pearson writes that in spite of a fall full of expressed concern from Texas energy officials on the prospects of the lights and heat staying on all winter, including a failed attempt to bring back online older, outdated power plants mothballed due to their inefficiency and penchant for pollution, Governor Greg Abbott and energy leaders in Texas spoke up yesterday with big smiles to say that our state's power grid is winter-ready and better prepared than ever before. Pardon us if we're just a hair skeptical. Meanwhile, the climate crisis is already affecting your pocketbook in a major way if you live in Texas. Homeowners and renters alike, as James Osborne writes for the Houston Chronicle, that our state is facing an insurance crisis as extreme weather creates record damage. Texas racked up $375 billion in damages from weather and climate disasters between 2018 and 2022, more than any other U.S. state, according to this year's National Climate Assessment. And when insurance carriers rack up record claims... They typically respond by raising premiums. Rates in Texas are up more than 15% this year in many cases, according to S&P Global Market Intelligence, which has forced many homeowners into less comprehensive policies that cover less and less of repair costs with each passing renewal. Finally, today we found an instructive story on school vouchers that pops up from Iowa and KCRG-TV in Cedar Rapids. The Iowa state government passed a private school voucher program recently, and private schools there have done exactly what any private business does. When it becomes aware that its target market has extra money to spend, they've raised their tuition rates to compensate leaving families who were initially able to close the affordability gap with their tax vouchers right back where they started, relying on public schools that have now had their funding cut by the voucher plan. That'll happen here in Texas, too, if Governor Abbott gets his way. He's currently campaigning on behalf of primary challengers to lawmakers in his own party who stood in the way of his voucher scam. We're watching the ongoing primary cycle closely. And that's the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch for this Friday, December 15th, 2023. Links to all these original stories can be found in our show notes. Progress Texas is a nonprofit media organization promoting progressive messages and actions. While campaigns come and go, we're the permanent home for rapid response media and messaging in the Lone Star State. If you're enjoying our podcast, an easy way to get active is to share our podcast feed with a friend and please consider making a donation to help us continue our important work at progresstexas.org. I'm Chris Mosier. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great weekend and we'll catch you again on Monday.